forever. Dog. I don't know. What's a World War II thing? Blitz? Blitz? The Blitz, Blitz uh, D-Day. Uh, D-Day. D-Day or... Um, mm-hmm. Is there what is it the Battle of the Bulge? Is that something? Checkpoint Charlie. Those are all references that I don't exactly know what they are. That was a constant battle for the Bee Gees, the Battle of the Bulge, a daily battle. No. Tom. Great. <laughs> Tom, what was that? What was what? Did you what hear he just something? Said? Well, I know that's how the episode starts. That's all I'm saying. of movies yes julie klausner co-host of double threat co-host of double threat tom sharpling my friend for life and death and death we will be friends in the afterlife (laughs) i saw and loved cruella on your recommendation you sold me a ticket i loved nothing tasted better than that popcorn oh my god first of all yeah that popcorn was like this is the best thing i've ever had in my life yeah yeah and then that movie was the best movie i've ever seen and i don't know how much of it was the experience but i have a feeling it's a great movie in its own right i'm gonna say to to quote a movie that we watched last week together it just doesn't matter (laughs) you had a good time you went no i did not have a good time i had a great Great time. time you had a great time because you went to the movies for the first time since pandemic began. Yep, absolutely. And I saw this amazing, uh, stylish. When they started with Super Tramp. Oh yeah, it <laughs> was like Walt Disney somewhere is like not not rolling in his grave as much as he's going what? Like yes, echoing off of. I was gonna say a coffin, but isn't his head in one of those mini fridges? It's in my mini fridge. I was going to say, if you ever go to like Epcot and mm-hmm. you're like, I need the cheapest room and you look in the mini fridge, you think there's a chance you're going to get Walt's get head. Walt's head. Yeah. You got to call oh, down. We're so and sorry, ask, sir. You got to call down and ask for one without Walt's head in it. We're so sorry, sir. We're so sorry. I'm sure they're Can so accommodating. Can we give you a complimentary breakfast? Yeah. I'm sure they're just so accommodating at Disney World with things like that because you're paying thousands of dollars yes. you, hear, you hear people talk about how much that costs to go to disneyland, to disneyland Disney World. or disney world yeah just like right depends off the on bat if you want to do it like aren't there different tiers like there's one where you can cut the line and actually flip the bird to everyone waiting while you do right off the bat it's so expensive right to get everybody in. you're talking about almost like 150 a pop to get people in from what i was hearing just, and just admission. And then how many just rides in the does door. that entail you Just in, in the, the door. door. In the gate. Through the To get them through the gate. The magical gate. Then, so now you're in the hole. You've got a family of four. You're in the hole for between six to $800 right off the. <laughs> in the hole. 
Just imagine that. There's a character you call, there's a character you do call Grumble Dad, mm-hmm. where it's just like you get through the gates of Disney, you go, oh, I'm already in the hole. Uh, oh, uh, is it 600 for a yeah, family of four? Yeah, maybe like seven. Say you're you're seven bills deep now. Uh-huh. And now your kid's like, I want a Mickey Mouse hat. Right. Like one of those hats. Another, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure those are affordable. Because uh, $100 each year. I tell my kid, tell me three things you like about Mickey Mouse and I'll buy you the hat. <laughs> he goes, his ears. You go, yeah. Yeah, no, from the movies. Name two Mickey Mouse movies. Mm-hmm. Steamboat Willie don't count. Steamboat Willie. No, Steamboat Willie don't Steamboat count. Steamboat Billy. Yeah. Steamboat J- Jilly. Yes. Steamboat Willie. It's about, Steamboat it's about Billy. Jill, Steamboat Jill Jilly. It's about Jill Biden. It's about Jill Doctor Biden. Dr. Jill Biden, please. Dr. Dr. Steamboat Jilly. Dr. Jill Biden and Dr. Steve Brule. <laughs> yes. What if they worked then- at the same what if they worked at the same clinic? Dr. Jill Biden, Dr. Steve Brule. Biden and Biden Brule. Mm-hmm. What other doctor would be there? Dr. Dre. Dr. Who? All of the doctors who. Dr. Stuffed who. together in one of those stupid phone booths. These Dr. Who people got to calm down. Did, I, I was gonna, did they ever try to do a prank? You know when kids in the 60s used to pile into phone booths instead of going to Vietnam and they're like, this is a better thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they ever do that with everyone who's ever played Doctor Who to see how many they could fit in a phone booth? I would love it. You get them all in the phone booth. Then I'd wrap a cord around the phone booth, dump <laughs> it on the back of a truck with all the Doctor Who's trapped in it. And I'd dump it into the Thames. <laughs> Once you get all those Doctor Who's stuck in that thing. Then I'd be so, like, Doctor Who wants to get dumped into the Thames. Doctor <laughs> Would you say that you'd wrap the cord around it? Like a bungee. Are we talking cord. about one of those like bungees that yeah. like clip at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, and you're putting go. it in the back of the truck or you're dragging it behind the truck? We're doing it Georgia Satellite style. It's on the back of a flatbed. And the Georgia Satellites can be on it playing keep your hands to yourself. So if this is if if someone sees on deadline like Tom Sharpling to pen Doctor Who movie and all these nerds. If you're a do- if you've played Doctor Who run because <laughs> i'm gonna get you in a phone booth and dump you into the river don't go into a phone booth. if i play doctor if i play do- if i'm if you see in deadline yes tom sharpling to to pen doctor who yes. series and Scribling. then suddenly you're doctor who you're walking down the street you're yeah peter capaldi you're tom michael baker sheen. Yeah. michael sheen was he doctor who I don't know. He 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 will be. So let's just say he's a Doctor Who. Um, okay. Your uh, was how Benny, many Doctor Who can I was name? Benny I Hill name a Doctor Peter Who? Capo- Benny Hill? Yes. <laughs> that old guy that he slapped on the head. Man, that old guy's <laughs> head <laughs> must have been so <laughs> sore. It's him. What is him like being chased by? A, yeah. It's him chasing after like a Dalek. Is that what those are called? Yeah, Dalek, but the Dalek like, is wearing a bikini and it has massive jugs. Yeah, yeah, they get the old guy, the old you know that old guy must have once in a while been just like, hey, you, you hit me a little hard on that one, Benny. Like between takes, shut up. Just go a little lighter. Shut up. Go a little easier. Benny Hill turns into like Roy Winstone in between. He's like, oh, Ray Winstone. 
yeah. in between takes. Don't you, you tell me what to do. Shut your <laughs> You bleeding bastard. Don't you look don't. me in the eye. You don't tell me how to hit you on the head. I'm going to hit you. So you're going to have a mouthful of... You're going to have oh. a mouth of... Your teeth are going to be chiclets. <laughs> rolling around that gob of yours. So if you see Tom Sharpling to yeah. Ken Doctor Who reboot... If you play Doctor Who, don't go inside a phone booth. Or if you're a Doctor Who fan... Don't get excited because he's going to ruin the franchise. Yeah. And then I'm going and, to then I'm going yeah. to put someone then I'll recast the new Doctor Who. And I'm going to make it the worst person you ever saw in your life as Doctor Who. Josh Gad? Maybe not Josh Gad. Hold on, let me think. This is important. Who could be the worst Doctor Who ever? Who would be the worst Doctor Who I could put in this Doctor Who thing? Let's think. <laughs> Mama is- Mama June? From Honey Boo Boo's That's mom? That's pretty good. That's pretty. My Mama June might be up there. I might go with uh, J- Jason Alexander. Oh, my God. With the wig or with like <laughs> with his toupee. Oh, no, we've let did. him do. We've let him do some character work. Um, oh. I'm, sa- I'm going to say this. Uh, here's an inside showbiz story. When Jason Alexander was on Monk and we're like so excited, we're just like, he's he's going to be on Monk. Oh, my God. This is so thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly we find out just like. He kind of wants to do a voice with this character. He wants oh, to do a whole thing with God. it. And we were just like, we were like, ay, 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 ay. what was the voice? I couldn't like tell this? you. I couldn't tell you. <sighs> and you know that you're listening to that. Like he's already in hair and makeup or maybe hair was the night before with him on his. Mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating that a bald guy can. And I guess it's not any bald guy. It's just him specifically decide at a certain point. Sometimes I'm going to wear a toupee. Mm hmm. Like, is there any other example of that? Somebody picking and choosing when they wear the toupee? Yes. That's not a drag queen? Like, you can't just <laughs> you can't just be bald sometimes and then be like, hey, like what was the tra- what was the what was the Travolta trajectory on his on his uh hair system? His hair hair system. It's yeah. as secretive as Scientology. That guy would never be straight. There's nothing straight. About John Travolta, including him being fo- straightforward about what's going on above the eyebrows. Well, that toupee actually uh, signed a million-year contract to be on his head. I heard Shelley Miscavige is underneath it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you go under. She's just like, oh, hello, dare. Oh, hello. I'm I'm fine. She starts out. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm doing. In case you're yeah. worried, don't be. I'm fine. I'm doing pretty good under here. It's I'm warm. I'm doing pretty good, actually. I All things a- considered, could I'm doing Pet- Pepperidge Farm now. Could be worse. Could be say. worse. Could be worse. Under here, get three hearts in a cart. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. And by the way, I'm a, I'm not a good cook. I'm not like Brett. I 
I combine things and they're edible, but they're not like delicious. Look, we don't know how good of a cook this guy is. We've never eaten his food. He acts what like if it's he's disgusting? good. What if it's just disgusting? <laughs> and his wife what is like, mm, and like orders mm. Domino's every night. Yeah. She's like, mm, yum, yum. My instinct is that you're very good at cooking, Brett, but the only judge of this will be in Terralingua. That's true. The uh, International Chili Championship in Terlingua, Texas, uh, way out there in, in West Texas in the desert uh, that I'm uh, uh, attending this November and reporting on for Double Threat. So stay tuned for more on that. They're going to they're gonna get you in Terralingua. It's going to be a midsummer situation. <laughs> You're going to be the one getting glazed and rubbed. You think he's going to end up with the flurs on his head or do you think he's going to be the one who splats? First? No, he's going to be in a he's going to be in a weird smokehouse getting turned into brisket. Yeah, because it's a it's a 50 50 scenario uh, <laughs> midsummer wise. I, I think there's a good chance they make me their their May Queen uh, or their their chili king or whatever. But there's a, a, a definitely a, a, an equally good chance that I end up burned alive in a bear costume. So we'll see. I'm not one to bring. Look, I'm not one to bring a joke back up that didn't land on the first pass. But I'm going to say Brett's skit is a pretty good thing <laughs> oh, that I they're like going to turn him into. That. It would have landed if I heard it. They're going to turn Brett into Brett's skit, <laughs> Brett's skit. In, a, in a 24-hour smokehouse. <laughs> so they're going to put him in one of them brisket beasts? Yes. Smoke him to death? Exactly. And Brett will be like, I heard. Then in heaven, he'll be like, I heard I fell off the bone. He yeah. said he sounds more southern. He sounds more southern when he's in heaven. I heard I fell. I fell off the bone. He'll be like, well, well, well. <laughs> the sunrise down here in Terralingua, where my ghost shall be trapped and here- for all of eternity, <laughs> haunting this meat con- this <laughs> this barbecue convention, chili championship. Then you hear. And he's the phantom of the he's the phantom of the barbecue. He's the phantom of the cookout. The cook off. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I thought we killed him. His mask is made out of like what, like a chili plate or something? It'll be a kind of thing where they look and Brett. Yeah. Take this. This is in the spirit of comedy. La- no, it's la- not. Uh-oh. This is all real. <laughs> this goes, Brett. This is when Tom is like, "Look, they, I love you. Well, no one loves say, you more than I'm I do." Say something Look, that might be. God bless it. This is my impression of Tom talking about someone he wants to die. The things that you said without a disclaimer. Okay. Because <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to say one. No, but that's what you. This I'm going to see Tom enough time that this is because this is the start of my story on this one is Brett. You show up at the chili cook-off, they kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they murder. That's what I want to just prepare you for that part of the story. You get murdered. They're like, well, we took care of that Yankee. So it's like if Wicker Man started with the closing scene. They just kill me if immediately. If Wicker Man started yes. with okay. the... Yes. Okay. Yes. Then, next year, then the one year later, they meet back up at Terralingua. Yes. And then the Phantom of the Cookout... The Phantom of the Cook-Off is there and is one by one killing them. Is he killing them or is he just singing with them? What's no, Phantom's no, goal again? He's kill- okay. No, but he's killing them. He's seeking so revenge. He's yeah, I, won't haunting revenge. Those, I won't revenge. He's haunting those creepy Airbnbs he keeps sending <laughs> us links to. Yes, and then it'll be a thing where he's like, uh, he's like, uh, they're, they're like, I thought we killed him. I thought we, I thought you said you killed him. I did. I saw his body. It was dead. <laughs> just like. He's hunting us. 
And I use beans. They get ready to taste the chili, and then just suddenly, like, his hand bursts out of the pot. What, like, at the end of Carrie? Yeah, maybe that don't work. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same thing as Phantom. Because Phantom does like some haunting, but he's also mm-hmm. in love with someone. I think there needs to be a love interest in this mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. Well, let's let's figure out who can play the well, love could interest. Be like the, well, no, I was just going to say it could be just like a perfect bowl of chili. It could be a perfect bowl of chili. That all he ever wanted. And then the final scene is... is the ghost of Brett eating this perfect bowl of chili as all of their corpses lay smoldering all around Terralingua. Well, I was going to pitch that the final shot is for some reason at this point, Brett's hands are hooks. Like he's got his cape, but his hands at some point have just their hook hands. Mm-hmm. Can I have one be a whisk and one be yes. like a yes. oh, that, maybe like just so I get a little more utility was, out oh, of it? I, okay. I saw that question coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the end, he doesn't really have use of his hands. Oh, you I don't like be that. humiliating for you, Brett, is one might be a garlic press because chefs hate those. Oh, yeah. They're like, those are for amateurs. Yeah. Okay, so they, they do that to humiliate you. Oh, one is a garlic God. press. So humiliating. And the other is a whisk. And you, everyone's dead and you're the last man standing, but you're still the phantom. And because you've Mm -hmm. got these like appliance hands, you can't move the mask off of your face. Not that you'd want to anyway, because it's deformed, but you have the Mm -hmm. perfect bowl of chili in front of you. This is your love interest. And you've finally like, you know, gotten there. And so the last shot is you putting your face in the chili face down, like a pie eating contest going yum, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. And then you come out and the mask, which is white, is now covered with chili. Mm -hmm. And then you smile at the camera and that's the end. Wow. And and the name of this franchise? Mm. John Whisk. (laughs) (laughs) It's so confusing in terms of what it's actually about. I love that. That that, that sounds like a best case scenario for me, to be honest. It's a I like the title. I think it's a different idea. I think John Whisk is about someone. Well, it's it's just, a, well, he's got a whisk for a hand. That's all. That's the only reason. I I'm, know. But I'm just saying, if you're going to call something John Whisk, I want it to be someone's cake was ruined. Like, you just, like, destroyed this person's cake that they worked on for I a really it, long time. It's close enough that they're revenge stories. Okay, fine. It's it a be like a tagline. Like a tagline. Like, you've you've seen John Wick. Now meet John I, Whisk. And then the movie is I like, think, you know, Chili Man I'm, or something. I don't all know. right. Well, this I is what like I'm, I'm just going to keep repitching this note that you're not taking. So I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm asking the audience. I'm asking. Look, we have two competing projects now. It's kind of like when they had the two asteroid movies going at the not same time. competing projects. It's just a difference of opinion around the title. Mm, well, also we'll see who wins at the box office. I don't want this to be a fight. I'm just saying that oh, you pitched a, a really good Phantom of the Cookout, and now all of a sudden, and you're just like, it's called John Wiz. Goodbye. <laughs> all, I, all I'm saying to the listeners, if yeah. someone can take the John Wick Part Three poster that has and put Brett's face in it and have all the guns replaced by cooking utensils, I'm all for that. I'm just saying him. this doesn't go with the Phantom. No, no, of course, was. no. You're right. That's fair. Brett, can you pull up the John Wick 3 poster and so you can get an idea? I want Brett's face in the middle and all of the guns are uh, 
uh, whisks, blenders, uh, kitchen utensils, just any utensil. Well, now you're making it seem like he's going to look like Dr. Octopus or something. No, no. It's all people aiming them at him. Oh, I get it. Okay, fine. When you see this poster, you're going to get that this is what we want Brea to look like. <laughs> <laughs> so like bullet blenders. Bullet blenders. Bullet yep. blenders. Cutting boards. Vitamix. Uh, <laughs> yes, irons everything just something. aimed at Brett's head. And it should say John Whisk. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good idea. He's got the facial hair. You got the same facial hair. No, Brett's a good looking guy. Brett's a good looking guy. Jackie Hoffman was into him. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Never seen you happier than with Je- with Jackie Hoffman, Tom. That was great. She's you awesome. You were so in love with her. I, <laughs> I really am. No, because like, she I know, just I know, I know. She got she was she I got on we got on the wave same wavelength very quickly. Well, Which. you've got a you've got a crush on this very particular like mm-hmm. Rickles esque Jew, and when you meet mm-hmm. one, you it's fun to watch you come to life. Yes, yes, and it's also fun to just have a guest on the show that doesn't think I'm running the board. Oh come on, what is going on here with this? How about you want to go? You want to go fun. through the guest list we've had? Oh, no, and no, no, I'm just you saying. tell me who you think has slighted you. Well, they, they didn't slight me. They just don't know who I am. They who? just think I'm. Besides Brett, go through Robin the list. Go through the guests. Let's go, go through, through the, the list. Fine. You're going to say Bob. No, you and Bob connected about chips. Yeah, after four hours. I was finally like, oh, this guy likes chips. Okay. Robin Colombo, definitely. Okay. I will give you that. Robin Colombo still thinks I'm uploading episodes of your show. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, Robin Colombo thinks a lot of things. Right, let's hear the list. Let's hear the list, Brad. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Like Jackson Galaxy. Barely knew who, barely. That is not true, Tom. You guys had a whole face off about the cat fixer no, after, versus the cat then, whisperer. Okay. And he got very upset right. when you yeah. said a couple things. All right. Name a couple others. All right. Uh, drag superstar Willem. No idea that I worked on, <laughs> that I was a host of the show. Willem had literally no idea that I was on the show. <laughs> Keep going. All right, uh, from, uh, let's see, way back uh, last year, uh, Eddie Munster himself, Butch Patrick. He didn't know about any of us. No, he I was, don't think he, he was just talking to Brett, I think. He thought, yeah. Look, he, he all I could think of during that whole one with him was just like, this guy's going to get coronavirus going to these like well, he was, Halloween He was in the middle of like every, he was like, I'm, I'm on a hotspot tour. Yeah. You know, it's that moment when when uh, Eddie Munster declares that the pandemic is over, that the war, you know, the world is going in a certain direction. So, uh, name yeah, two I more. think we're all in agreement that Butch Patrick regarded us all equally. Yes, no, Butch Patrick. We were just we were just we were very but, lucky to have Butch him. Patrick saw us the way uh, in a in a Warner Brothers cartoon people on an island see the other one is a hamburger or a hot dog. He just saw us. As a chance to promote 
the show. His but not thing. even hot dogs. He saw us as like three chicken nuggets, like not even a meal, just a yes. snack. He saw us as dollar signs running around. Uh, from our erotica for Hanukkah episode, Janelle James, the wonderful Janelle No James. idea who I was. She had that no is idea. not true. She well, first of all, Tom, no you were off camera for half of that because you had a weird internet connection. <laughs> and she kept talking about how weird it was that you would disappear when there was like a horny kanky panky being. She had no being, idea who she I was. Knew exactly. She knew She knows who you are now. She was oh, laughing she at you. She, she was laughing she her tuchus off. In her mind, if if I had to ask her who I was, who, if you asked who she was, she'd say, he's one of the worst engineers I've ever worked with on a podcast. <laughs> Stop it with Name this. another guest. I don't like this game anymore. One more. I got one more for you. Choose wisely, Brett. Ann Magnuson, the great Ann Magnuson. Yeah, that was, that. I had to earn my keep with her. She didn't know who I was, but I, I had to... I had to put my bona fides out hard and early so that she'd realize. I think she and Lady Bunny were kind of off on their own there. I don't know if we really needed yeah. to be there at that. Oh, look. Yeah, I felt, yeah, I felt like an accessory actually, Brett, to their podcast somehow. Brett, edit us out of that one. Please, just put that up. Yeah, they, Call that it can a forever. Be their oh, you can say it's oh a new forever dog one-off. It's called Bunny and Anne, but yeah. here's, you know, you get Annie and Bunny. that. Yeah. Well, speaking of all the wonderful guests we just named, uh, this is this is I mean, if, if that sparked your interest, I mean, there's no mm-hmm. better time than the present to go back and binge the back catalog of Double Threat. It all helps. Old episodes, new episodes. Listen to whatever you want. Listen twice or three times or four new, times. But he's mm-hmm. transitioning to something old. Yeah. No. Binge Double right. Threat. That was just that was the that was the prompt there. Mm-hmm. Early for him to be plugging things, too. Mm-hmm. Means that or does that mean we're not doing? Are we not on a roll? Oh, you guys are are you know are uh, absolutely on a roll. Um, Tom, I loved Cruella. That's my point. Yes. I love Cruella. I it, it loved, really it was like Goodfellas in a it was way. Goodfellas right? for for like cool chicks and people that love cool stuff and queer kids and just everyone who whose idea of an action sequence is someone crashing an event wearing an, like a fabulous outfit that I'll, those were the yeah. set pieces was so exciting to me. I'll say this about Cruella. It is the, it is the best DC superhero movie that has never happened. It's, it's not a part of the DC world, obviously, but those DC movies strive to to attain a tone that Cruella had in spades. I felt like I was having the experience of one of those movies mm-hmm. or or what people who love those movies have. When she was on the garbage it. truck, when she was on the, the garbage best. truck, that's I, the best I, outfit. I, oh, the, the, I, I was just I, I literally gasped when she was on the garbage. I was like, <laughs> that was did? that was beautiful. So was the music. Wait, I asked you this on text. This might not be interesting for the audience, but I don't care. Was the music chronological or was it all over the place? More or less. It was, it was, yeah. it, it, it cut a pretty wide berth in terms of when things came out, but it kind of smeared it from mid sixties to late seventies. There was boys right. keep swinging by David Bowie was in there. Did they not get any Beatles? They got like a Beatles cover. But well, they had, I can Tina Turner. Like- I can Tina Turner doing two Beatles things like come together. And yeah, the other one I'm forgetting right this second, but it was like amazing, amazing soundtrack. But they, how cool is that too? That kids are listening to that soundtrack the way that you know kids grew up listening to the like Fox and the Hound soundtrack. Yeah, you know. If I told if 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 I was a kid and I saw this movie, and that's how I got exposed to 
The Wizard by Black Sabbath, which is on the soundtrack. <laughs> Imagine this. Oh, it's a it's a it's a 101 Dalmatians live action prequel. And the soundtrack has Ike and Tina Turner doing these blasted out Beatles songs and then letting letting the wizard by Black Sabbath play. <laughs> I was like, this is just they're locked in on this thing, man. So I was great. I was. Truly impressed by it. Well, uh, speaking of uh, rocking tunes, uh, we, we we put a uh, we put out a uh, a uh, request this past week um, uh, for some songs for listeners to submit some songs to us, and we got some incredible submissions that I wanted to play for you we guys. Did? That's by the way, right. I don't remember this. So this all happened on Twitter, and by the way, follow us at at Double Threat Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for lots of fun stuff that is uh, show adjacent and sometimes uh, comes onto the show as it's as it's happening right now. Um, so we um, do you remember this song things? So yeah, this this had to do with um, me. Brett Brett said that the Brett was like, "Hey, the winner of the thing gets a t shirt," and I was like, "How about anyone who records the thing gets a t shirt? I'll cover the thing." Like, God, God bless our t shirts, but. Was I not here? I don't remember any. No, of no, this. it was tied to the episode. It didn't happen on the episode. It was on. Uh, it was on Twitter. What is it for again, Brad? So this was yeah, and and very nice of Tom to do that. So we'll have T-shirts coming out to everybody that uh, that submitted. Uh, we got we got a. It was nice of Tom to offer free T-shirts to people, and I was just offering one. That was nice of you, Tom. Yeah, th- thank you. <laughs> and this uh, this went back to uh, we we played a a commercial on a on a previous episode for St. Louis Cremation, uh, which I'll play That's here again. St. Louis Cremation okay. uh, had this had this interesting little ad that we played. I just want cremation. <laughs> yes, I remember. I was here for this. Can I prepay for my cremation? So uh, and then we had a listener uh, named Nick. Uh, listener Nick uh, submitted lyrics for a song called uh, "Can I Prepay for My Cremation?" That was based on the Who's My Generation. Uh, so it was like my generation, but uh, my cremation. Um, and he submitted full lyrics. Not on the Cruella song. soundtrack, by the way. It should be my cremation. Talk did not in. make the cut. That's. Ugh, that movie's so good. She's so good in it. She's so Can gorgeous. I pay for my cremation? <laughs> and then uh, we put a call out on Twitter. If anybody wanted to record uh, my cremation and send it in to us, uh, we'd love to hear it. And we got a lot of great submissions. I just have to play these for you because some of them are they're, they're, they're truly incredible. What else are you up to on Twitter that I'm not aware of? Well, uh, you know, you can follow me at B-R-E-Y-Y-Y-A-T-T-T. See, I don't like when you plug your personal Twitter Sometimes I don't like that. You know what he, you know what he did to me on Twitter, Julie? What? After the after my beloved New York Knicks promptly ate it and went I'm and sorry. lost four to one. I'm he so taunted he taunted me. Hey, he sorry. taunted me on Twitter, which is the apex of poor sportsmanship. Would you have done the same? No, absolutely not. I didn't I did I taunt you after game two when they won? Yeah, think hard. I didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. No, I don't remember. Yeah, you, I, don't I don't remember I, you firing any shots. No, I try not to do that because I know what it's like to be on the other end of it. Mm. But I had, to, I had to, I had to get, I had to get dragged by this guy, like, like putting clips of the whatever. What? 
God bless you. I hope I hope they go the distance. I hope this is the year for the championship, Brett. Well, I want to say thank you, thank you for that, Tom. That's very gracious. And 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 just so our listeners know too, Tom is, is truly a man of his word. Um, because I think based on our arrangement in the previous episode, mm-hmm. you're in the hold of me for for one point seven million dollars. Million dollars, yes. Yeah. And I'm. That's well, I. Uh, well, I knew and you were here for that because you were like, please don't do this. Oh. You're like, why are you betting <laughs> I do, this no, much? Okay, I do recall that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you were like, you don't, don't do yep, this. No, don't no. do this. And, you know, I, know, I was going to let know. it slide. That's a lot of money. No. I didn't want to put you in the hole like that. But I got a what text from first, Tom. What was the first thing you got right after the next I got a text loss. from Tom right after the series said, what's your Venmo? And, and so <laughs> I said, you know, Tom, you have to do this or maybe we work out an installment plan or something. He said, nope, you're getting what's the full 1.7. Yeah. Uh, so I think Venmo is probably just processing that. I haven't seen it come across yet, but I'm, I'll just, I'll just, uh, well, move, I'm, I've, I'm moving it around cause I'm trying to make it one single payment and it's going to take me moving a, a couple things around. Sure. Um, for all of you listening to this that have blanked out a little bit because of who you are, I just mm-hmm. want to let you know that pink flamingos is streaming right now, which is huge. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you, if sure. you blanked out, that's your, that's your treat for staying with yes. us. It's streaming on criterion, uh, yeah. As is cruising, they put cruising up for Pride, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. When you think of everything that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you that, think uh, about queer this? People did to sabotage that movie when it was being filmed. But here's yeah, my pitch. Here's my pitch. Yes, to Julie. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yep, I'm listening. An update of cruising. Yes. Starring Ted Cruz. Shut up! I'm gonna go down to the leather bar and see what's going on tonight. I tried pie. Fisting? What's that? Um. Wait. Well, hold on to that. We'll pitch that to Millie and Danielle in a second. Okay. Show us these these songs. All right. So we got a couple different ones I want to play. We got a lot of great submissions. Here's a couple different styles and takes on uh, my cremation. This first one is uh, kind of a traditional, straightforward take uh, from McDougal. McDougal's version of my cremation. People try to put us down. All right, so that was McDougal. Thank was you good. very much, McDougal. Masterful. I like those vocals a lot. Masterful. There will be no winner for this. It is just everyone who participates is great and gets a shirt. A celebration. <laughs> and here, this next one is from Death Elf. Death Elf's My Cremation. That should be on the Corolla. That should be on the Corolla soundtrack. And we also got a submission from our old pal, Eric Smooth, the original schlub. Mr. Pizza. The original yeah. schlub, Eric Smooth, have been, has been fully rescued, as evidenced by his take on my cremation right here. Wow. It was 
try to put us down Bury us right in the ground Bury us till that awful could go Hope I die before I get old I just want my probation I just want my probation, baby These are all outstanding It's great these are all great. Yeah. That had some like uh Star Collector vibes to me, mm-hmm. Tommy, at the yes, end of Star Collector. Mm-hmm. Or no Daily Nightly, maybe. A little bit of both. I love it. Yes, you're right. And one more before we bring our guests on. This is the uh, last but not least, Rob Aiken and the Tapeworms. Rob Aiken and the Tapeworms doing my cremation. Trying to put us down. Can I prepay for my cremation? Bury us no, in sorry. the ground. Can I prepay for my cremation? Can I prepay for my cremation? I hope I die before I get old. Can I prepay <laughs> you know, like for it. my cremation? I just want a cremation. I, I just want a cremation, baby. I just want to f- fade away. He gets two shirts. He gets two shirts. He gets two. These are these are good. Tom, I mean, Brett, do you want to do a transition? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, speaking of me doing a transition. There he goes. Here's me doing a transition. After the break, this is very exciting. After the break, we are going to be joined by the co-hosts of the incredible movie podcast, I Saw What You Did, Daniel Henderson and Millie DeCherico, two of the smartest and funniest movie nerds you will ever get the pleasure to listen to. Danielle and Millie are joining us right here on Double Thread after the break, so don't go anywhere. First of all, we are so excited to have our friends Danielle Henderson and Millie DeChirico here to be our guests and... Hi, it's so good to A, meet you, Millie, and B, see you, Danielle, is a friend of mine and Tom yes. for longer many, than many we moons, Many moons. <laughs> eons. <laughs> eons, I think. Yes. Yeah. yes. Before before gray pubes, even. <laughs> I you are going to say COVID, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we're taking it back to a much more regimental okay. unit okay. of time. And and Millie, I've been I've been a stalker fan of yours. Uh, on, I just I'm just so crazy about you and and what you do and your brain and and Aww. all that all that stuff. And Millie, for those who don't know, programs uh, TCM's Midnight. What is it called? The, it's called the TCM Slumber Underground. Ground. Yeah, yeah. TCM Underground is on Friday nights and. Millie is responsible for getting Making Mr. Right on Turner Classic Movies (laughs) and other cult films that you wouldn't expect to be on Turner Classic Movies on Turner Classic Movies. And it's just wonderful. It is true uh, community service. (laughs) It does. It it does feel like community service sometimes, but it's great. Well, Um, well, you're in your community. On behalf of your community, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on today? We were talking about Oh, Tom, pitch them your idea of that for that remake. Which one was it again? <laughs> the one that's on uh, the Criterion app, the the Pride uh, collection. Oh, yes, we were talking yes. About. Yeah, okay. 
All right, tell us what you think. Tom has a really good idea. Tell us what you think of this. Okay, I'm ready. We're going to remake the movie Cruising, right? Gotcha. With Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely watch that. Talk to me about... (laughs) Talk to me about... Even a little bit of a narrative. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, it's if, time to if, you've gotten, you're right. <laughs> if you've gotten that far, let's break the story. Well, Christopher guessed this one. We'll just we'll we'll curb we'll curb it. We'll just write some outlines and then just kind of. I, I picture Ted Cruz. I, look, I've seen his Ned Flanders impression and his uh, his uh, Lisa Simpson, and he's pretty impression. he's pretty de- he's pretty deft with, with when it comes to his comedic uh, touch. I think we can just roll with them in a moment. And then, you know, who Brett, you know who we should get for this? Have you know who Grayson Allen is, Brett? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Duke basketball player now on the uh, what? Memphis Grizzlies. He looks like a young Ted Cruz. And I'm, I know people can <laughs> please pull up a picture of Grayson Allen and tell me if you think this guy doesn't. This guy couldn't play young Ted Cruz. Well, what, what you want to do, if the Charles Barkley SNL has taught us nothing, what you always want to do is get a basketball player to act whenever oh, possible. No, is, we're going to go. Holy crap. Wow. That's what Ted Cruz wishes he looks like. Yeah, he wishes. <laughs> Cruising is such a good idea. I, completely Tom's idea. I'm just trying to think of who plays the guy who comes in with the jock strap <laughs> and just slap. You know Julie, that part of that movie, right? Julie, you know who we're going to get to play that part? Tom Cruise. <laughs> and you know what the theme to this movie is going to be? What? Because we're cruising together. <laughs> this is masterful. This is, Can it take this place is, on a cruise? Can we get it, it out of New York City? It has to. It has to. What if it's a leather, a leather cruise, like a leather yeah. man? Cruising sure two. It should be called Cruising Two Cruise Control, <laughs> and we kind of loosely base off Speed Two Cruise Control, <laughs> but we combine the Speed franchises and the Cruising franchise and update it, and then that's our movie. Picture the maybe- poster: Cruise, <laughs> Cruise, Cruising Two Cruise Control. Can there be a line in the trailer where we're going to need a that- bigger boat? we're gonna need a bigger cruise i would like to executive produce i would like to promote Mm -hmm. this however possible i will use reparations to get this sold and made (laughs) yes we'll play we're gonna play every angle we can on this I am always ready to use reparations to get something. No, I love that. this. <laughs> Julie knows this about me. No, I love it. It's just like, it's just like, can I buy you a coffee? Sure. And then you have to tell me you're using reparations for it. Just like, I'll get you that coffee, but it's coming at the price of 1876. <laughs> yeah, and one quick pitch for the trailer of cruise control, cruise and cruise control. Mm-hmm. The cruise director. <laughs> Realized that he hired two separate um, crews <laughs> for the boat. <laughs> so he's okay. like, we've got too many crews. Yeah. And the cruise director should be Julie Cruz. Oh, that's amazing. I was 
thinking bang, about whether or not to talk about bang, Julie Cruz, and I was like, that's probably too obscure. And then Danielle beats me to the punch. Julie Cruz, if if just for a quick a quick touch point, Julie Cruz yep. um, sang to ease a bunch of songs in Twin Peaks, Firewalk with mm-hmm. me. That's a good reference point for for most most people, I think. But I think she also like sung on sang sang song on um the good stuff album when Cindy was like yes. on hiatus. So I think she like mm-hmm. harmonized with Kate for uh for a beat. Mm-hmm. Um yes. Kate Pearson, who's putting her uh mm-hmm. cat skills in up for sale. <gasps> We're buying it in Millie. Uh, she's selling it. She's selling her. Lazy Meadow that she's had for like a couple decades up there. So Millie, get on it. I'm going to say like, if you guys want to pool your money. Mm -hmm. Will she um, give me a a Georgia discount for being like Georgia? Are you from Georgia? I am. Yep. You know who's also from Georgia? Brett. Brett. I'm sorry. Or pal Brett. Actually. So I was listening to an old episode and Brett, Uh you, you mentioned that you went to high school with Dusty Rhodes' kids. Yeah. I also went to high school with Dusty Rhodes' <gasps> kids. Did you go to Lasseter? I did. No way! Oh yeah, yearbook! Right? Yearbook! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, n- I never meet anybody that went to my high school, so I was like, wait a second. Wait. I went to high school with <gasps> Dusty Rhodes' kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging deep into this. This is going to be my new screenplay, On the Roads. It's going to be about Dusty Rhodes' like kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Road Scholars. <laughs> Road Scholar. That's Road it, Julie. <laughs> Julie. But it's actually a movie about you two going to school with Dusty Rhodes' kids. <laughs> Millie, how did you and Danielle meet? Oh, um, on the internet. Yes! Right? <laughs> we met on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you- we had mutual friends and, um, you know, we were all like on the internet. Um, and that's kind of how it happened. But then you um, were thinking about at one point living in Atlanta. So you came down and I think that's when we met right for the first time is when you were in Atlanta. We met when I was doing the I wasn't going to live there, but I was doing the National Geographic uh, article about the Green Book before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Y'all no, it was about um, how great the movie was, right? It was just it was uh, 100% it was a love like, letter. We really need we need a let mm-hmm. we need a movie from two. An Oscar is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> who can who can who can speak truth to this mm-hmm. besides a Farrelly? Yeah, I actually <laughs> I actually guys. <laughs> I actually to be fair though, I have a green book and it is a place. It lists all the places I can go where people like the movie The Green Book. <laughs> Where you can speak freely about. Yes, we can speak <laughs> about your you say appreciation book, you for say your love book, of the green book. It's a piece of green paper <laughs> no. that you folded in half. Yeah. Uh, and then green, I go to green loose leaf. I go to one of the places and then somebody's like, green book, that movie sucks. And I cross it off the list. And I'm just like, <laughs> tear a page out of the book. And then you send it at the end of every trip to the. Library of Congress, naturally. Mm-hmm. Yes. LOC. Make sure that they're abreast of, you know, this this address. Oh, not accurate. I love keeping the Library of Congress abreast. <laughs> Look, once they started getting into the tweet game, they're getting all of my stuff like I'm Eli Cash keeping cl- clipping. Really? Oh, complete. If, if they if they're monitoring tweets, they have the space to keep tweets. Yes. 
they need us, our help. They, they need more work, clearly. So I'm just going to send them as much as I can. Like, here's a good housekeeping article. <laughs> Have you seen this? Here's a, yeah. an old TV guide. Like, yes, if you guys yes. clearly need some stuff to... Danielle volunteers uh, without the Library Congress's consent. When, I mean, I, there there is there is possibly a restraining order involved, but sure. <laughs> none of my stuff gets sent back. Yeah. You, you kind of, you kind of heart to heart it where you show up at a crime scene. You're just like, let's go. What's uh, seems to be going on here officers. And then we were like, like, wait, get out of here. Like the, on the show, heart to heart, <laughs> they would just roll up and be just like, Hmm, dead body. eh? what's uh, going on over here? <laughs> and like, and then they would like check the crime scene out and be like, beat it. <laughs> what are you doing? Get behind the rope. <laughs> we put this, this tape up for a reason. You can't just wander in here. Robert Wagner walking in here. What seems to be, what seems to have happened. It's like, yeah, we might bring you in. This is one of the, this is another hard hitting question that we're figuring out on the podcast right now. Aside from the two scripts that we've we've pitched, mm-hmm. was heart to heart the height of white privilege? Just showing up to a crime scene and being mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I know like, what's going on here. I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm white. I'm a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I'm 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 white and I'm in a dinner gown like i'm like (laughs) like they're showing up like they just left a gala and they just go on to the crime scene he's wearing a tuxedo (laughs) she's wearing a ball gown and now they're like poking at a dead body well here's how we will we we will we're going to diversify my heart to heart reboot it's going to be kevin hart and Corey hart (laughs) Corey hart he'll do sunglasses at night and (laughs) Kevin Hart will do his favorite scenes from uh, night school, <laughs> which I saw in the theater and cried. Not afraid of <laughs> me. Made me cry. Tom, that might be a fun list to put together of movies you've cried at because <laughs> you cried at some like interesting movies. Yeah. Yeah. Night school. When he start, when he says like at one point, he's like, I'm not stupid. I'm not st-. like he failed the test and he's like, I failed the test, but I'm not stupid. I'm really not stupid. I'm trying, but I'm not stupid. That got me. I teared up. I couldn't Aww. help it. I, I mean, look, you've stunned us all into silence. No, so I'm this falling. list clearly I'm, needs I'm to falling come apart. Out. I'm clearly falling apart. This is not. This is not up for discussion or like, debate. Is this a cry for help? Is this a yeah? All the above. All the above. <laughs> But you are, this is something that I, I love about you and that I love we're seeing more of in this, in this pod is that you are a very gentle soul. Thank you. I appreciate that, Danielle. Now, Millie, what is a movie, an unexpected movie that would make you cry? Mm, unexpected? Like that nobody would, where people would be like, really? You cr- like, just, not like just Titanic. Kind of like or, night yeah. school, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, now I'm trying to think. What's your um, night school? Old school? What's my night school? Um, well, I, I, I told people on the podcast that I cried, I used, I cried to that, um, Christian Slater baboon heart movie sure. that came out in the nineties where Christian Slater had a baboon heart mm-hmm. and, um, it's called, it was called untamed heart. So maybe that is the sequel, your heart to heart. We get Kevin Hart. Hart. We get the baboon heart from untamed heart <laughs> and it's Kevin Hart acting against a baboon heart. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, that was a, that was a, that's it. a terrible admission, actually, because that that was more that's a romantic movie though. So I guess maybe sure. that's not the right answer. That was Billy. A, you um, ever pitch something to TCM and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like for example, do you, by the way, do you ever get a call from Ted Turner himself? It's like, hi. I gotta draw. I gotta draw the line here, but pal. Exactly. Like, let me talk to Millie. Millie, I'm, listen, I love you. Untamed heart. Are you kidding? <laughs> Goodbye. Exactly. I'm, flip, I've, I'm flipping I've channels. Um, we, we've played the garbage pail kids movie. So, oh. <laughs> I'm, why isn't this just a podcast about the garbage pail kids movie? <laughs> when they start singing, it is. I think it's required viewing for anyone who's alive. <laughs> just to just to like ha- enjoy that, Tom. Have you seen the Garbage Pail Kids? Movie? I have not seen the Garbage Pail Kids. Mm. Oh, Tom! There's a part where out of nowhere they start singing, <laughs> and it is so surprising and so. Um, it's just a very very important movie. What song do they, they start they singing? Tried. They tried. It's an weirdly original. about. It's, original. it's weirdly about like prisoners' rights or something. It's like this. <laughs> it's got this weird incarceration angle. Um, and I, I was like really movie. blown it's away by that. Movie. I was like, why, what are they trying to say here about, you know, look, they tried everything they could to make those disgusting cards palatable to parents. And mm-hmm. they're like, let's give them a movie with a little bit of rock and roll, a little, yes. a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a social justice bent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just still on the, on the playground flipping those cards for yeah. pennies. Who is your favorite garbage pail kid? Julie. Um, probably the lady from Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> okay. She's, she's a good one. She's like if a garbage pail kid card got hit by lightning and then suddenly came to life. <laughs> um, what's your favorite garbage pail kid, Tom? Probably Greedy Gretchen. You have a favorite. Who? Greedy Gretchen. Mm. <laughs> Well, actually, no, that was greedy. To be fair, greedy Gretchen is not a garbage pail kid. That's a character from Three's Company. Like Larry would always be like, Jack, you got to get down to the Regal Beagle. Greedy Gretchen's down here. <laughs> and it was a garbage pail kid. It was. It was a garbage pail. It was Jack, Jack and Larry are like tripping life. over their own erections because they're so excited at the idea of this like babe. And you see like this pimply like monster with like coins coming out of her nostrils yeah. or something. Yeah. Brett, can we get the guy and who played farting. Larry Larry on Three's Company on the show? Julie, do you know his name? Do you know what his yes. la- do you know what the character's yes. last name was? Yes. Oh, on the show? No, oh, yeah. I the character's last name? No. Larry Dallas. Wow, Dallas. His name was Larry Dallas. For why? I don't know. <laughs> That's why they never said it. They're like, we don't know why we did this. Let's just call him. He's Larry. probably doing reverse mortgage commercials now. I'm sure we could get him. <laughs> or like those weird uh, insurance commercials. Like, yeah, you can get insured if you're 65 and up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the like Lisa Loeb ones where I just want a number. I just want to know how much she made with them. I, I don't I'm not judging her for doing it. I'm not. I would never do that. I swear she looks gorgeous. I just want a number. I just want to know how much she got. Just let us know what just, the point I don't was. want any context. I just want the number. Yes. Um, Millie, you are, I have you to thank for exposing me to the Garbage Pail Kids movie because I watched it on 
your programming block and now I own the Blu-ray and it's on my like top. I, no, I'm dead serious. It's like, it's in my Canon. Like I keep like this list of like movies in my Canon and that's in there because I just think that movie is so insane and wonderful. And I have you to thank for exposing it, exposing oh. me to it. And, that, and that's why I think you do God's work or Satan's oh, work. Thank you so is much. You are, you are the cool older sister that exposes kids to the weird shit they need to know about as in a curational, curatorial way that is important. And who know how who knows how much of these kids have like, you know, they they have cable, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are kids that have cable and that you're providing that service to them, I think is a, is a is a mitzvah. Thank you. No, I it's uh I, I like to joke that like T, well, I program other parts of TCM too, but the most, the thing that they really let me have my way with is anything that's after two o'clock in the morning, which I'm like, all right, fine. Great. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I've been able to sneak in a couple of weird things on there. That's for sure. And but, what, what's one um, where they said no? Well, honestly, like it's more about, I think for them, it's just kind of, you know, rating stuff. So like I, I try to play um, desperate living by right. John Waters. Wow. I was going to say, because you could get multiple maniacs on there. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the bar is at this point. Uh, it used to be very strict because <laughs> I've been doing this for about 15 years. And at like the first couple of years that I, I did it, they wouldn't let us play like Motel Hell and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then that went out the window. And now I think it's really just, I think it's just sort of like baseline filth. If it's just mm-hmm. filth, then they, they'll ask me about it. Sure. Um, would they let you and play guess, female trouble? Yeah, but we've played, yeah, we played female trouble, and multiple maniacs. No, not pink flamingos. No, not pink flamingos okay. and not desperate living, which right. is a bummer because desperate That's living is my favorite. That's so, so um, interesting. Oh my God. I was just having this conversation two days ago with my friend, Jesse, where every once in a while we check in and I say, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? And I was like, desperate living is my least. Well, after Cecil be demented, but like desperate living really bums me out. I think the first 20 minutes are perfect when Ming Stoll is like, the kids are sex when they get to Mortville I get really bummed out I get like and there's no divine in it so it's like the matriarch is gone and you're just left with the weird cousins Mm-hmm. I know, but but Liz Renee is so great in that yeah. movie. Yeah, she's. I amazing. mean, she's this like yeah glamour puss. Like she's really like glamorous, and you know the whole scene when she like it, they're doing a flashback back sequence of when she basically turned bad, and they put that her baby in the refrigerator and yes. like there's an actual baby in the refrigerator that somebody opens and the baby like falls out and doesn't even know probably where it's at, you know, is so great. Like all that stuff. I'm like, yes, yeah. like, this, Millie, this Ted, is- Millie Ted Turner's online four for you. <laughs> <laughs> Millie, baby, he's right got right. that baby. Millie, guess, <laughs> Millie, that Millie baby knock, knock, guess who five. it's me, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot. It's Ted on line four and the baby is on line five. Yeah. <laughs> no, he when he used to work for the company or when he was sort of still related to the company, he um he had this office and I guess they used to get letters for TCM that they were that they would just send to him personally. Like he ran TCM like and programmed everything. And so he they used to send him to me and I would write everybody back and then they used to send me gift cards to Ted's Montana Grill. And um, get some bison burgers and stuff. I was gonna say, what is one order at Ted's Montana Grill? What are the what are the Bisons. vegan options there? Do they have tempeh, seitan, or are they going right for Beyond and Impossible? What are we talking about? A, bi- a bison burger. I had to say, I was it was a little greasy for me. 
So we all know too much about movies, perhaps not enough about love. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> or am I? So movies are great and we all know a lot about them and we thought we would play a game. Right, Brett? Yes. Like Jigsaw, want to play a game? <laughs> is that what the, the doorbell was about? Mm-hmm. Yes, that was that Jigsaw. Was Jigsaw is my neighbor. And I agree with what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're really going to support alternative lifestyles. Oh, Jigsaw's, Jigsaw's marching in pride. <laughs> There's a whole... There's a whole float just for jigsaws this year. People are like the rings, rainbow rings on his face. I refuse to kink shame jigsaw this pride. Wouldn't that be a great float with on one? There's a wall halfway and there's like two guys chained through both sides of it (laughs) on the float. Pulling back and forth. I want a new stripe in that goddamn flag. They keep adding new colors to. <laughs> Add the jigsaw ring. But it's right not to a color, middle. it's just the poster for saw. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a game, right, Brett? Oh, oh yeah, we got, a, we got a thrilling game we're about to play. Uh, it's called Guess the Plot of This Movie Based Only on the Poster. Um, we'll come up with a zippier title for it later. <laughs> yeah. huh. I huh. love a 19-word game title. Yeah. <laughs> you know those like great, Scrabble those legendary title. game shows. <laughs> Guess the name of the movie poster based on the... Based the plot of the. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't know how it was going to end when it started. Um, what if we call it "What's It All About"? Galfie. <laughs> Galfie, yes. You just see my head go out of frame in a single bullet. You're a single bullet. And then you see my cat come out and immediately start to eat me. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy would not wait a um, second. Oh my God! Be like, it's like oh, it's like when you finally break the seal, like like the bullet in my like. Finally, yeah. I can dig into this no, brisket he, that's been just. You're like guacamole for him. He's got to eat. Yeah, it fast. Better, it's gonna go. It's gonna get brown real fast. Bring your He's chips. Get in there fast. Get in yeah. there. <laughs> So uh, this game might be a complete waste of time because I think uh, between the four of you, you know, the plot of every movie ever, uh, ever uh, made. Uh, But I I dug deep here. Hopefully, hopefully you've you've never heard of these movies before. Um, uh, So this first one uh, is uh, starring the uh, starring the the great uh, Clark Gable and Barbara Stanwyck. And it is called To Please a Lady. To please a lady with Clark Gable and Barbara Stanwyck. And maybe we can start off by you guys just sort of visually describe what you're seeing in the poster. And then uh, the, the the goal of the game is to tell me what this movie is about. What is the plot of this movie as, as detailed as you can get it? And you have to be candid about whether or not you actually know this yes. movie. I don't I do know not. this movie. I do not know this movie. Millie? I, I actually have not seen this movie. So, But do you know about it? Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, I've he- I've heard of it. Yeah. But I don't think I could well, like accurately tell you the plot. These are the these are the days when uh, when Clark when when the 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 like median age for being like a hunk was fifty nine, <laughs> and you were just like leathery. It's like like Clark Gable is 
looks like right. he's made like yeah he he looks like a football with a mustache drawn on it. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Stanwyck has scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the visual, Brett. I'll listen to your instructions. Yeah, I'll I'm put these movie you, posters buddy. up on our socials at Double Threat. Right, but I'm listening to what you told me to do. But please, yeah, describe what you're seeing. I'm going to describe it. Barbara Stanwyck's on the telephone, mm-hmm. and Clark Gable's smiling like. <laughs> He's he's smiling like he just did something real, you know, special. And then there's some zoomy race cars, mm-hmm. and um, and it says MGM's thrill a minute romance of a daredevil and a darling. Yes, and to please a lady. Adolphe Menjou is also mentioned in the poster. Yeah. What did Will yeah. Gear do wrong? Look at the small <laughs> font on that. Look at the drop off. Look at the drop off on that. Will Gear's agent is like the worst agent of the world. Put him under the tires. It's written so teeny tiny, says Will Gear. I think this movie is about a guy who's a speed racer or a, is that what you're calling? What did you call them? Yeah. Speed racers? Race, sure. race car driver? Race car driver. Yes, that's what they're <laughs> And a woman who's in love with him and she's she's not like him. She's from a different class. Mm. That's a really good guess. Right? I'm, I'm going to guess by the angle of the shoulder and the phone. And this movie's about anal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and t- plot twist, she's trying to convince him. <laughs> she's she's calling in the troop. She's like, come on, ladies, back me up. He doesn't mm-hmm. think this is a real thing. So yeah. She's on the phone with her <laughs> female friends. They're in the race cars driving over. Who, the girlfriends? Her gal <laughs> the girlfriends pal? are in the race car. They're driving over to support her in this endeavor to try to get this pilot, race car driver. They're going to pressure him into. It's a group effort. Doing the deed. Yeah. They're going to help feather the nest so that the deed can be done. Okay. Okay. What is it actually about? Why is, <laughs> wait, no, hold on, hold on. Millie has to guess. And by the oh, way, why no, is ahead. he so. Okay. No, no. Go ahead. Millie, your turn. Yeah. No, I think it is definitely like an uptown, downtown scenario. I feel like she's basically like, like there's probably a scene where Clark Gable has to go to a fancy dinner party, but he's got like carburetor grease on his clothes or something. And like, it's that. um, And then she, she like visits him at work and all of his like garage buddies are like, Shaking her hand with like oil and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Something like that. Well, so it's about filth getting everywhere. Like. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my um, my earlier uh, instincts and, and say this is about a dude whose head is shaped like a football based on the way that <laughs> that helmet is going, riding way up on that. It could accommodate. He could be like Bert from Bert and Ernie under that thing. <laughs> he could um, be like- <laughs> He's like the he's like the one conehead that's tan. He's a conehead, J- Julie. He's a conehead, and he's in he's love. Like, he's with, like he's uh, like consume mass quantities. Yeah, he's like my dear is gonna consume mass quantities of because uh, we're from France. I'm from France. <laughs> the sustenance is most fascinating. <laughs> Brad, what is To Please a Lady about? Uh, the plot of uh, To Please a Lady goes like this. A former war hero and race car driver 
Oh. Clark Gable meets his match in a feisty reporter, Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. Who blames his reckless tactics for an accidental racing death. Oh, damn. So she's a journalist and she's on to him having murdered someone by accident (laughs) and he was in the war which war the great war my dear (laughs) (laughs) the war of 1812 the the, the race war the one that charlie manson (laughs) tried to start yes and i want to tell you all about my new friends over here down (laughs) i got my friends here i wanted you to meet my son julie his name is zizo z zadfrak glutz Every so, do you think, Millie, are you aware of who Zizo Zizag Frank Glutz is? Uh uh. Uh uh. She was one of Charles Manson's babies that he named. He had a he he had a child with with Sadie Mae Glutz. Uh huh. And they named their child Zizo Z Zadfrak Glutz. (laughs) And I think that's how Grimes pronounces her kid. Yeah, that kid's gonna be. By the way, that kid's gonna be just fine. <laughs> um. All right. Well, who won that? I think Millie did. Who was closest? Danielle was furthest. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll award points to a Julian Millie on that one. Uh, okay. Julian Millie points in round one. Uh, but don't, don't we didn't get the journalism thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. We've got uh, more more opportunities for points coming up. Uh, the next movie uh, that I've got for you here uh, stars uh, Ronald Coleman, Celeste Holm, and a young Vincent Price, and it's called Champagne for Caesar. Champagne for Caesar. Oh, there's a parrot. Oh wow. Okay, I'm looking and taking this in. There's an amphitheater. Art Linkletter is in it. Oh, her her face is tell is is sending me. I don't know. Vincent Price looks super bitchy, which I love. Mm-hmm. Celeste Holm is looking like proud of herself. She, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say she's she's an opera singer. Mm. And that he's mad because he's. She's getting caught up with this fella and he's trying to get her to do big concerts at the Hollywood Bowl and uh, she's getting distracted. And then this parrot certainly ain't helping things. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the name of the movie is this parrot certainly ain't helping things. I think I seen this movie actually like a long time ago (gasps) because the parrot's name is Caesar, right? Oh, disqualified. Unbelievable. You gotta do this at the beginning, Millie, before we start playing. You gotta put this out there. Well, well. The parrot. Although now that we know that Caesar is the parrot, now that we know that Caesar is the parrot, I'm gonna say, based on the looks we're getting here, that Celeste Holm is a cellist. Okay. She's playing for this local or regional band. Um, They play at the amphitheater in the park. And she keeps getting her parrot drunk on pink champagne and insisting he sing the lead. That's fun that the parrot sings, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Vincent Price is like, you've got to be out of your mind. And Ronald Coleman is like, I like this idea. So you've got the opposing, someone is really into it and someone is really not. And Caesar's just drunk. Okay. Julie. 
I'm going to say that um, Ronald Coleman is a con man. Celeste Holmes. No, Celeste Holmes is like a con lady. Ronald Coleman is a sleaze. And Vincent Price is like her like manager slash partner. And I think that she's a con artist and she and her parrot go around like conning people and stealing stuff. And Art Linkletter is there to like, like before he started asking kids stupid questions, he was asking birds stupid questions. So he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, what's in a BLT? And the, the, the bird would be like, you know, I'm a bird or whatever you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, but I guarantee, show. but I guarantee there's a gag where that parrot says something and someone thinks that a character said it, not mm-hmm. a bird. All right. So the plot of champagne for Caesar goes like this. Uh, Vincent Price owns a soap company. He owns a really big soap company. Um, and the, the soap company sponsors a quiz show on television, you know, like a Jeopardy style quiz show. And they put their own money up. So it's like a promotional thing for the soap company. But the questions are so hard and so impossible that they never have to pay out the maximum amount. Um uh, but Ronald Coleman is a genius. He's like a, he he knows he's a quiz genius. He knows all this trivia. He knows all this stuff, uh, and he works at the soap company. Uh, and but he hates his boss so much. He hates Vincent Price so much that he decides he's going to go on the quiz show and get all the questions right, and then bankrupt the soap company. Uh, and so that's kind of the main plot of the movie. And then Celeste Holm is Ronald Coleman's sister, and she falls in love with uh, Art Linkletter. Um, who's who's also in the movie, and there's some you know some high drinks associated with that, and then yeah, the parrot. Uh, who said the parrot uh, uh, drinks uh, champagne or drinks alcohol? Me, oh, okay, so Danielle wins because that is a that is a plot point. Is that is that uh, Caesar uh, Caesar likes to drink champagne? Is kind of a oh. like a little gag. Wow. I had an assist for Millie. I had an assist for Millie. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, Danielle wins. I would never have once thought that that bird would drink. There's nothing in this in this poster that indicates anything about the plot that was just explained to us so don't for quiz shows the climax of the movie happens at the hollywood bowl other than that there is no no indicators (laughs) in this poster of what this movie is about i said hollywood bowl oh that's true tom gets points as well i'm sorry tom this is true brad (laughs) well so i think that means we're tied up no i don't want to full as many points i just want to not be at zero (laughs) <laughs> give, give me give me a fraction point. Give me a point two five. Yeah, give me a point two five. <laughs> well, to be honest, I haven't been keeping strict number totals here. I just know everybody has points well, right you now. Everybody be, has points. We're only two in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, it's not too late to catch up, Brad. This, this is not goodwill hunting. What's going on here? Look, if you do well in the round, you get points, and then everybody's gotten points well, at this, this point. So it's uh, all at it's all midnight. Tied. This points no, matter exactly. in this. This wouldn't be. This guy's acting like it's like it's a, like it's a goodwill hunting. He goes to the chalkboard, but it says one plus one equals question mark, and he goes, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who could know that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, Brad. It's time to quiz show this shit. All right, all right. So, uh, <laughs> so right now we got uh, we got Millie in the lead with six points. Then next up, uh, uh, Julie has five points. Danielle has four points, and Tom has three points. There nice. you go. Thank yes. you, Brett. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> so it's a tight race going into the final round, in which points are worth double uh, this in is the, the final, final round. round. <laughs> Brett, how much work did you 
you do on this? Well, got, you had going. a week to prepare, no, you Google three no, Brad, posters? No, Brad, Brad, look, I'm on Brett's side on this one. Why, I don't know. <laughs> just seems like some, Tom, that was seems the, like the right thing to say. That was the, the grouchoist I've ever seen you. Seemed like the right, yeah. Thank Why you. it is, I don't know. No. <laughs> All right, this next one uh, is called Slattery's Hurricane. Slattery's Hurricane, and it stars Richard Widmark, Linda Darnell, and Veronica Lake. Uh, Slattery's Hurricane. What do you think Slattery's Hurricane is about? And here's a poster to help you. Oh, wow. Hmm. Millie, do you know this one? I definitely don't. Oh, good. It's also like, this is called, whatever the game is called, and then it's, like colon stump Millie. <laughs> yeah. I have no uh, idea how I have six points. I just have to put that out there. <laughs> no one knows. We're just going to go with it. <laughs> it's that pandemic thing of like, if you got out of bed, you won. <laughs> exactly. mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot happening in this poster folks. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's giving someone and else nothing. a schmooch, a schmooch. Veronica Lake is just smoldering into space. Mm-hmm. There's two guys on the left doing, I have no idea what. Oh, they're, oh, they're fighting. A One is giving slam. the other the old elbow. An elbow there, there's jab. A, there's a kiss that feels more like when somebody leans into you and is like, I want you to put all the money in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Don't Richard Widmark, I'm sure. Yes. That seems face. to be his vibe. So just smushing his vibe. like smush, smushing his face up against the glass. Threatening <laughs> threatening a woman to to kiss him. Maybe that's just how he kisses. Yeah. He's this like, is how he learned. He learned to kiss just by smushing his face as close, his whole face, we're not kissing, just the mouth. We're, we're kissing, we're kissing, we're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a row of military navy, navy. Oh, men. could you scroll down? I want to see them military men. Let me see. Can't see them. And Slattery's Hurricane old, is written. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some um sailors on the bottom. Some seamen. It's a very horror movie kind of font. I just I like the Veronica Lake's just hanging out. She's got a She's top that right is suspended yeah. in midair. There's no support for that top, but sometimes somehow it's on. Maybe it's those invi- remember those bras from the nineties that had like see-through rubber straps where it was like oh, this'll yeah. fool them. <laughs> oh yeah. This the, the shine coming off of this thing won't mm-hmm. won't give it away at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the shine from the shining. <laughs> Scatman Crothers is like, you shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every woman in line at the club is like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got mm-hmm. the shine. I got the shine. Uh, okay. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a guess. Yeah. A Slattery's Hurricane. And this is based on nothing. Because <laughs> this poster is deeply confusing. I'm going to assume that Richard Widmark is in love with a woman who has very heavy eyelids. So it looks like she's always falling asleep. So he can't can't tell how she feels about him because her lids won't open all the way. So he just has to get real close and kind of tell her, like, it's okay for you to whisper to me what your feelings are. But he's also in the Navy and he has to beat up or slap an older man, possibly a father. Anytime he wants yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think anytime I he think wants so. Anytime he wants to leave the house or make a decision, he has to smack an older man. Um Veronica Lake 
I feel like is probably the scorned woman, maybe the woman from his past. Maybe she's in love with him more than he's in love with her. And then the whole Navy comes in and is Mm -hmm. like, this is utterly ridiculous. You are a corporal. Do they have corporals in the Navy? Maybe. You're the top dog, they say. You're the top dog. We can't want you carrying on like this in full view forever. Pick a woman. Learn how to kiss. Let's get on the boat. Let's go save some lives. So the hurricane is of emotions. It's an emotional hurricane. It's an emotional hurricane. Okay. Millie? Very interesting. Yeah. I would say based on pretty much everybody involved in this movie, I'm like, it has to be some kind of noir. I would say it's like a Navy noir. Richard Widmark is like a cadet. Is that a... Do they have cadets mm. in the Navy? Um, that, <laughs> I love how much we all know about the Navy. Military. <laughs> about, we um, know everything about the Garbage Bell Kids movie, but like, yeah. are sailors in the army? <laughs> <laughs> um, Richard Widmark is like a cadet who is troubled and has a troubled, I, I kind of see it as like a, a military noir where he, I guess that's maybe, I don't know if that's a supervisor. He's wearing a regular suit, maybe not as Navy supervisor. Maybe it's his dad. I don't know, but definitely um, some kind of Navy noir film where Richard Widmark is like Ben Gazzara in the strange one. He's like a weird military guy. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Um, Tom, do you want to go next? And say yeah. So I'm going to say this movie is about, uh, this guy is uh, uh, this guy. Uh, he's a he's a he's a, a crook, and he's in over his head, and he's uh, he's running with the wrong crowd. And uh, he, Veronica Lake is his his uh, the sweetie he should be with, and uh, he uh, he's he's falling for this temptress, uh, Linda Darnell, and he's uh, he's in too deep, and he's got to get out. That is that is remarkably close. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Go yet. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't go yet. I mean, there are a lot of specifics are missing, but that, that, that is. Like, okay, so first of all, I don't think that Veronica Lake could be the person. To, I think she has to be the temptress. That's my opinion. I don't think Veronica Lake is anything besides the other woman, but it does look like Richard Winmark. I'm going to say Winmark because there's a lot of wind on this poster. Mm-hmm. Is smooching his wife, and his wife is maybe having an affair. Um, I think he is. Uh, he's in he's in World War Two, and there's a hurricane. That's all I've got. <laughs> and his name is Slattery. A lot, a lot of a lot of correct answers in there. That, that, I mean, you guys got really close on Slattery's <laughs> hurricane. Uh, the the plot of Slattery's hurricane is that Richard Widmark is an old Navy pilot, uh, but he got he got disillusioned with the military and went into uh, went into a work for a private company, a candy company, uh, to, uh, flying candy shipments back and forth uh, internationally. Uh, but it turns out this candy company is really a front for a drug smuggling business. So he, uh, not, not against his knowledge, he is smuggling drugs in and out of the country. Meanwhile, 
Uh, Linda Darnell is an old flame that he still that he still has feelings for, and he finds out she's married. She's now married to to one of his old uh, Navy buddies, and they kind of uh, start having an affair. They they meet up again, and start having an affair. Uh, Veronica Lake is his is his uh, girlfriend when the, when the movie starts. She's the she uh, is, is surprisingly not the femme fatale here. She is she is like the really yes. Um, uh, and so there's all this chaos going on, all these things. He's, he's flying for this drug smuggling company. He's got an affair going on. Um, and then in the midst of all that, uh, a hurricane is about to strike Miami. Um, and so <laughs> he, uh, he sort of is finding all of this out at the same time. The hurricane very much is a metaphor for all his, all the tumult in his life. Um, and he manages to kind of fix all of these problems. And then he signs up in an act of bravery. He signs up uh, to fly straight into the eye of the hurricane uh, to collect data about it so he can warn Miami. And um, he uh, he does that. He saves Miami from this hurricane because they're able to know when it's coming and then prepare for it. Uh, but he crashes in the hurricane but survives uh, and then gets back together with Veronica Lake at the end. Uh, and that is that is the plot. Gen- generally, the plot of Slattery. I wouldn't hurricane. have known candy was. In, they should have put some candy. In that <laughs> yeah, there should have. <laughs> yeah, should have been like a Snickers bar floating by. <laughs> it should have been raining mini Charleston cheese. Yeah, the kind exactly. you get in that box. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There Smarties. Yeah, <laughs> those boxes of candy. And if you notice in your local grocers, uh, a, a grocery Grocers. store, grocery. a lot of the uh, stores are back. What are they selling? That's right. The candy you can sneak back into movie theaters. Like Big it's candies? on the it's on the end caps. The, the, like the boxes of milk duds. They know theaters are coming back, so they're like, we are ready to encourage you to sneak candy back into the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Yes. I enjoy that greatly because it's a very specific size. That oh, they it's still a wonderful size. Candy. My it's God. wonderful. Like, we know it feels like a one present. Shot it's a, it's like a it's like a present. It's like a box that you open. Mm-hmm. On it's a beautiful on thing. Christmas yeah. Day. I remember the last time Julie and I saw a movie together, pre-pandemic, and pre my moving to LA. Yes. <laughs> um. Actually, I think I was back to visit, but we saw Call Me by Your Name. Yes, I told Tom this story, but it's an important one. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a beautiful story um, yeah. because it's one of my the favorite things that's ever happened to me this decade. Okay. Because 30 minutes before the end of Call Me By Your Name, <laughs> Julie puts her purse down, mm-hmm. <laughs> leans over to me and goes, I'm going to get some popcorn. <laughs> and she leaves for 15 minutes before the end of the movie, comes back and is like, what did I miss? And I was like, every emotional, <laughs> every emotional storyline that mm-hmm. was leading to this particular moment, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It cracks me up. <laughs> it was so she came fucking, back. Was she so came back bored. with a story. <laughs> she came back with a story about somebody in line. It was my favorite thing that's ever happened. That's so great. And I, I remember being like, what I missed? I was like eating this. By the way, it was my second. Po- I wasn't. I'm going to go get popcorn. <laughs> I'm going to get more popcorn. A, B. Was this a refill was, or did you? Was this a, did you buy a large was, bag, was, got a refill? You just popped I I for another whole, bag. I, whole, I was so desperate to get out of that <laughs> stupid theater. <laughs> if it were about Army Hammer's real sex life, it would have been more interesting. It was so goddamn dull. <laughs> and I remember being like, all right, I'm getting, and I came back, I'm like, what I miss? And then the credit, and then, <laughs> then what's his name? Michael Stolberg had that monologue and the credits. And I was like, no, oh, well, I guess. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh my god! It was, but this is why yeah. they sell the big box candy at the end of the end cap mm-hmm. at the CVS, at the Walgreens, yes. at your Dwayne Reed. Yes. So you don't have to have those moments. You can just reach into a bag mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I'm prepared for this. I've got the junior mint situation. I would have found another. I would have found another reason to get up and leave and come. You would have gone to the bathroom fourteen times. <laughs> I like. What I like, my favorite is, and I experienced this when I was back at the movie theater seeing Cruella, and I was like, this is what I like is when you get a handful of popcorn and then you put some M&Ms in there with you, just shove that thing in your mouth. You get all the sensations at once. That's when I knew. That's when I got up. I had a mouthful of that, and with my mouthful, I screamed out, the pandemic is over. Popcorn and peanut M and M's together. Yeah. That's Tom's. Oh, that's the that's, you, you're, you're 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 playing Tom's song. I've convinced myself it's like trail mix, so it's like sort of healthy. Oh no! Well, I <laughs> do. This, I, that's the game I play all the time. Where I'm just like, <laughs> I look at trail mix, or I just be like, no, this is a bag of M and M's that they threw some peanuts in alongside, <laughs> and you're just like, oh no, no, this is good. This is good. It's like. This will keep you going on the trail. The tra- you know all those trails I'm on, Julie. <laughs> when I'm out there hiking around and it's like the descent and I'm getting lowered into a cave. <laughs> and I'm, I reach in and I get some trail mix. So, Millie, Danielle, what movies do you have coming up on your podcast that you're going to be discussing? Because you two will choose two movies that generally don't have anything in common and bring them together how do you decide that and what's coming up we usually we create a theme first usually 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 we're picking movies to fit a theme that we've chosen Mm -hmm. um and the themes are just whatever whatever our little brains are are humming on that day uh and then we'll pick a couple we'll pick a bunch of movies that we think might fit in that theme and then kind of pair pair a couple up so what what Um, do we have coming up so we have we usually like we like to keep the theme a secret until the the oh, day so of the you show. Won't tell me. Okay, fine. but no, I'll tell you what movies Ooh, we have coming up. You can guess. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, that's fun. Brett, you can try uh, to guess keep, the keep theme. points again. By the way, right, who won? Really? <laughs> oh, I let's just uh, I just uh, finished tabulating the results from round. I guess so that that will have been round one. Uh, and Tom zoomed into the lead with his spot on prediction of uh, of the plot of Slattery's Hurricane uh, with let's call nice. it nine points. And then thank uh, you, Brett. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Millie is is currently in second with eight points. Uh, based on uh, there was a phrase that I'm forgetting now, but something about like airplane noir or navy noir or something that navy noir yes yeah, you came noir. up with that was, that was that was very close to the theme in the movie as well and then we have uh, uh daniel and julie tied with seven points in third place yes. right now so a tight race but we're all winners but we're all winners is the game over it's the game over i think you won tom is that what i think right? i won oh no i just didn't know i just <laughs> um so can we guess the theme is that what you wanted us to see if we guess the theme yeah 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 so we've got um one set of movies that we have coming up this summer mm-hmm. is Working Girl. Yes. Okay. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Staten Island. Sexy hair. Sexy, sexy hair. Staten Island. Ooh. We've also got, um, we've got, uh, what do we have here? Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. We've got uh, A Place in the Sun. Okay. okay. 1951. And The Shining. Oh, let me think. What do those two have in common? 
Men who are mysterious. Place in the sun. I'm going to say a place in the sun. You have that was Mike Nichols' favorite movie. And then he put Jack Nicholson in Heartburn. I'm going to say they have Heartburn in common. (laughs) Good guess. Good guess. You're going to have to wait to find out. Okay. But good guess. We've also got uh, now this one. This one might be a difficult one to guess. Okay. okay. We've got the watermelon woman. Okay. And the Lost Boys. Vampire. I know what that. I know this one. I know this one. They both feature that shirtless sax guy. <laughs> that guy. Ding ding ding. That, the the hunk the hunk who played sax with Tina Turner. <laughs> Do you think he walked into you, the audition shirtless? No question. Of course he did. Like no he just like, What's the alternative? That he took it off while he was like saying like slating? He's or like, that somebody uh, said the alternatives would be either he took it off in the room or somebody said, hey, any chance you'd play uh, sax with uh, you lose that shirt while you do your sax solo? <laughs> like he got casting couched? Yeah, exactly. No way, be that like, guy, uh, that guy, he was, come he was on, let's see what you look like with that shirt off. Let's see what you look like with that shirt off. Come on. Hey, buddy, let's get that shirt off. Come on, buddy. You're going to be on stage with Tina Turner. You really want to get that shirt off of you. We never covered this on the show, Tom, but one of our listeners did draw you as the sax man from Lost Boys. Uh, I don't think we ever covered this what? on the show, but I have to share oh, this, this with you this. guys. Yeah, this was uh, one of our. Uh, one of our what is that is. Why am I like? Why am I like? I look like I'm some sort of satyr or or woodland yeah, like woodland creature. Like I'm. Looks like the I'm I, half. Is horse. that me in the background being Jewish? Oh, no. <laughs> This came off of your uh, your bit about uh, you pitched the you pitched the new version of your show, The Cat Fixer, your famous show, in which Tom would would sort of seduce the cats with a saxophone while you would sneak in the back uh, and steal from the house. You know, this was this was there's about eight things going okay. on here uh, okay. from the show at once. But yeah. what I want to know what's this going on is that beautiful. that that Brett is in the little film strip on the bottom left. <laughs> I look, like, I, look like that that I look like an R. Crumb. I look like an R. Crumb. No, I was gonna say you look like a Dan Klaus. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say looks like somebody left the heat on in the uh, <laughs> Carl Sagan wing at the Wax Museum. That's <laughs> what you look like. This is great. I will say this is great. The, this. It's beautiful. Yes, I love it. And that was drawn by at Jason underscore draws underscore things. Jason underscore draws underscore things. And you can see it on our Instagram at Double Threat Pod if you just scroll back a couple weeks. Well, Millie, Danielle, it has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you. And everybody should listen to your podcast. And everybody should follow you on Twitter. And everyone should buy Danielle's book, which is coming out next week. Comes out on Tuesday. Wow. Ah! Congratulations. Thank that is you. huge. Mazel tov, And pre pre order Tom's book. You can order That's Julie's sweet. book. Yeah. Look, everyone's got a book. Millie's no, going to have a book because I'm going to force it upon her. I'm that gonna, might be true. I'm yeah. Danielle, I'm buying your book. I can't wait. What is your Danielle's book called? Danielle's book is wait. coming out on Tuesday and it's called The Ugly Cry. Yes. Well, it's about my life up to age 18 because my childhood, I've discovered. Was a little while. Yes, <laughs> little, book worthy. <laughs> a little book worthy of uh, some stories happened, but yes, it is a a memoir, and I'm very I'm very proud of it. As well, you should be. And Danielle's one of the most wonderful writers and wonderful people. And you absolutely, be so lucky to be friends with her. But 
if you're not friends with her and you can't hear her stories personally, to be able to read them is a gift. So you can be her friend in that way. And so buy her book and uh, listen to everything she has to say and and do, and watch everything Millie does and thinks and says and and you know watch her uh, in the kitchen and. <laughs> Get a what are those called chimes? Those cameras where you watch your pets um, ring. Get one of those. Put those rings. In a, yeah. Yes. Um, but Millie, you are on Twitter. What is your? It's just your name, right? Just it's my just name. name. Yep. Millie DeCherico. Do you have to put something that's like my views do not reflect those of Turner Classic Movies? Yes. You do. Mm-hmm. Now here's my next question: Are you in the? Are you? Do you get to be in the wine club for free? <laughs> Well, I when I was living in California, I could be, but um, it depends on the state. So if, if 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 you live that? in a state that doesn't allow wine delivery, you cannot be in the wine. There place. are states that won't. That's the devil's. That's the devil's juice. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> that is the worst news I've heard. Oh my word! <laughs> I think Brett and I's home state of Georgia doesn't allow it. I think <laughs> Millie, are you allowed to program? wines that go with the movies you program or other beverages because i think you should be able to choose like a wine or something that goes with like last night you showed magic and um what did you do was it dolls dolls yeah Stuart gordon what wines what wines would you choose for that double feature (laughs) i it would i think would have to be like kool-aid with purple cough syrup in yeah. a in a plastic <laughs> plastic red cup, Sir, served in a hollowed out doll's head. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't pair every movie with that, Millie. You have to have something different for. You drink that you stuff. Show- you can pair anything with it. That's true. All right, ladies. Beautiful. This was Thank a you pleasure. So much. Thank you. An honor. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Well, that was fun. That was so much fun. Did people send in stuff for Camp Double Threat, like for our retreat, which is real and we're not joking about it? Did people send any suggestions? Uh, not, not really. Uh, we, 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 okay, we well, have... people need to know that we're serious about this. Yeah, we really do want to do a retreat. And the reason is because now that things are opening pandemic-wise, we really need to make money. And that means that we're going to be doing live shows. And mm-hmm. also, we're probably going to... Uh, what did what did someone on Twitter say? Like twisting twisting the screws on people with the money, Brett? Didn't someone say that about you? Oh, I had mentioned that I was gonna upsell. Oh, yeah, you know, you're you're talking about that great old uh, account uh, at Speaking of Brett. Uh, they that they just you know they're constantly trying to start stuff with me on Twitter, but. Uh, I had mentioned, uh, you know, half jokingly that I was going to upcharge for my uh, glazing uh, rub seminar, mm-hmm. um, that it wouldn't be included in the standard package. And they were just calling me right. out on that, that I was trying to, you know, you know, turn Tighten this into screws. a profit thing, which, which, which well, it is you know, a profit well, thing. Yeah, and is. we're, yeah. we really do want to plan a retreat like Maximum Fun does, but we want it to be our own thing. So please write to us and say what you would like if we were going to do yes. something that we charged you money for. And. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week and you should subscribe to our show and you should tell your friends about it and you should um, rate and review us rate and review. And then also send us fan art constantly, even if we don't solicit directly or specifically each week. You have to understand that when you send Brett art, then we make T-shirts out of it. That's how it works. I really want a a John Wisk shirt, please. Yeah. 
John Wisk is such a good idea. And again, the only rule is, and you draw me, I have to have huge jugs. <laughs> Can't think of any better way to end this show. Thank you for listening. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.